Welcome to Panning on Empty, the weekly pop culture podcast in which two averagely informed people discuss film, television and anything else they get distracted by whilst inspired by a pun. Along the way, we'll try and help you decide what's worth paying attention to and what isn't. Remember to vote for future episodes at punningonempty.com and follow us on Instagram. Hello, welcome to That Pile of Rocks, the Cork podcast. To be honest, they didn't think a whole TV series was a good use of resources for me, but they've done a podcast, so that's nice. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Johanna. We've assembled (laughs) for for February. (laughs) I know, we missed out the whole of January because of the third lockdown, too much, too much on. Well, we were battling an enemy more uh, more difficult than any that the Avengers have ever battled. A combination of homeschool and lockdown. <laughs> oh no, can you imagine if Hawkeye had to homeschool his three children? Oh, he'd sh- shoot him in the head. <laughs> and Tony Stark and his annoying child. I love you, free fast. <laughs> We're going to do a short one, aren't we? Because it's quite a long podcast. Um, and we should probably explain yeah. that because... Um, Someone, I don't think we need to say who, someone uh, didn't have his recording equipment set up, right? The first (laughs) 10 minutes of it are unusable, and so we're going to have to jump right in, basically. Yeah, we're jumping right into I Am Telling a Story About Joining Clubhouse, which, if you haven't heard of it, is the latest must-have app. Jamie, how would you explain it? I invited you. I would say it's a social network with voice at the centre of it, isn't it? It's kind of like, it's almost like you can go around these different rooms and there's like discussions happening. It's like a, a bit like South by Southwest, digital South by Southwest meets being able to eavesdrop on people's Zoom calls meets every now and then someone amazing. I, I like went into a room and Stephen Fry was talking to Perez Hilton and Perez Hilton was like, oh my God, Stephen, have you heard about this show? Um, it's a sin, and Stephen Fry went. I'm, yeah, I'm in it. Uh, you know, that was a, that was a, that was a good that was a good moment to, to to hear. It was very very exclusive last year. Invites have opened up this year, so us normal people can get in. But Hence, it also yeah. means it also means that some celebrities and famous people are also just getting on now, so they haven't got that many followers. So when they open up a room you're quite likely to be able to speak to them. And last Sunday, when I woke up, I had a notification that Eli Roth, who I had followed the day before, the well-known horror director of movies such as Cabin Fever, um, he was also in Inglorious Bastards, wasn't he? He just joined the app that day, opened up a room, called it Horror, and saw who turned up. And so uh, I showed up to find myself just there with about three other people. And that's where the story begins. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all they need to know. We can crack crack straight on. Go straight in. You put your hand up and you took... And it was like, Eli Roth has, like, approved you as a speaker. So then I was up on stage. And so I said to him, but you've talked about Hereditary. You've talked about Get Out. And that's really about us finding the horror within ourselves. But what do you think is the sort of horror that's going to come out of the pandemic when we're just in a horrific situation? (laughs) Like, where's, where's the anxiety 
uh, going to come from? And so then he went, well, after the Second World War, we had Dracula. Did which did we? I thought Dracula was really old. I mean, the book, yeah. obviously. Does, does, what does he he means? What? Which version <laughs> I, of Dracula is he talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I'm telling you word for word. This is what he said. In the Second World War, we had Dracula, and then he 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 essentially said, obviously now, people are making horror films about people being trapped in houses. He said people are writing horror films about the nature of like the horrifying things around the pandemic of people being trapped in houses and things like that. But he said, basically, what's going to happen is in 10 years' time, someone will do, like, a horror film that's just more about, you know, the horror of not being able to be close to people or touch people or, like, the emotional aspect of it, and then everyone will go, oh, that was about the pandemic. Uh, well, hasn't hasn't a lot... that uh, A quiet place, that's kind of... There's, that's what a lot of the horror of that is. Um, you can't allow yourself to respond to things that would make you make a noise, which is quite a sort of human thing, isn't it? He didn't follow me. I was like, I thought that was quite a good question. I want to follow. I'm really trying to build up my following on Clubhouse. Um, but it was a good question. He gave a, he gave a good answer. I don't like no. It's not a good answer. You don't like his answer. It's not a good answer. You can't say that Dracula was a response to the Second World War. That's bonkers. Well, that's what he said. That's what he said. But I'm just I'm telling you what he said, Jamie. <laughs> no, but <laughs> all right, all right. Do you want I, look now? Look, far far be the, it. All I'm saying is he's the director of many notable horror films. Yeah. He was on this app, and then he was like, "Anyway, I'm in Bulgaria. I've got to go," and everyone was like. Bye, Eli. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to start a horror club where we can have a bit more of a structured discussion like this. And then it was really funny because he just assumed we were all filmmakers. And he was just going, just just write that script. He just got into this real, like, five-minute thing. Of, I want you to scare me. <laughs> like, it was really funny. Yeah, but I don't think you can say Dracula was a response to the Second World War. Sorry, Eli. You've made some very good films. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and then he said more things after that, but I can't remember them. No, were, were the but things... that was what that was what he opened with. See, this is the problem with a a, a, a swift flowing medium that you can't go back and. Yeah, but this is why he spoke so freely because there's no recording, there's no record of it. He just, you know, he just opened it up. He just chatted to whoever was around, then he just closed it. Okay, well, should we crack on with a few of the other things that we need to talk about that's happened? What have you been? Uh, what what me? What have you been consuming this week, Johanna? I I have to be very careful at the moment with what I watch. I, the third lockdown is hitting me hard, and I'm just crying all the time. Yeah. I'm. I've. I've had to stop reading two books because it, I find it too upsetting. Just sort of anything because I have. I just because I haven't seen my parents for like I haven't seen my mum for a year now. I won't have seen my dad for two years. I feel, yeah, it's all a bit hard. So I've watched Bridgerton. Yeah, no emo- no emotions there. That's fine. No emotions Safe. there. Safe. Just just a slight bit of raunch. Everyone's going on about how raunchy it is. I'm like, you know, it's fine. What I mainly like about. Uh, Bridgerton, which I've not watched. I, I mean, I started watching the first episode and I've watched all of the sort of trailers and stuff and I've, I've been reading all of the articles because I, when something lands in the way that Bridgerton has, it's always really fun. 
what I like is it's just really fun that they've given a job to a man that can't act but can raise his eyebrow. Uh, Who? The main dude, the Count. No, he's a good actor. He is not a good no, actor. Is, Terrifically like, wooden actor. Basically, what is the what is the the, the funniest thing about Bridget <laughs> is like, I mean, because I don't think you'll actually watch it, will you? No, probably not. I mean, is that it all revolves around the fact that um, his dad? He had a terrible dad, right? So right. when his dad was on his, when his dad was on his deathbed, he said to his dad, "Ha ha." I'm never going to marry. Like, his his dad basically goes, I'm really happy that you're going to carry on the family. I can die happy. And the, and the son right. went, no, ha-ha. <laughs> I'm never going to marry and you can die knowing that, you know, the Duke of Norfolkdom will never continue, right? Yeah. Okay, fine, yeah. fine, whatever. So then, a few years later, he meets the main woman yeah. and marries her and she wants a kid and he and he basically just keeps going on i mean just the whole plot revolves around this vow and he just goes i can't i, I like i can't i made this vow and it's just like but your dad's dead i mean it doesn't it just yeah. it's, it just doesn't hold any water i just don't believe that you would hold yourself to this vow for so long i just yeah also uh just calling it a vow doesn't make it honourable. I know. Is, is, it <laughs> like, like, is it that if you make a vow to someone on their deathbed, you have to do it? Is that what they believed in those times? I mean, I, I would say if... Well, that is a thing, but like normally that's in a positive direction. Like, I promised my... I promised someone on their deathbed that I would try my hardest and be the best person I could be, and I can't, you know... Like, but in the, in a malign direction, it doesn't quite work. So, no, to, to yeah. be mean well, to my I, dad, I promised that <laughs> yeah. I was going to ruin my yeah. family. In a, like... to, to bully my dad, I said I wouldn't have a kid, and though even though he's dead, I have to bully him in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I mean, I like the trailer, but I, that guy clearly can't act in the trailer. He just raises his eyebrow. Is no, all I'm I like him. I like him. Oh, do you? What, um, what about the beautiful man do you like? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't... Well, I mean, I, I think he's quite charismatic. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was Army Hammer. Okay. Well, who was he in the show, social network? Which character was he? Isn't he the Vink Winklevosses? Oh, is that network. who he is? Yeah. He played the twins? Yeah. Oh, all right. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Why, why, why do you need me to tell you this? Well, I just keep hearing about him all the time. And I, you know, and I know, you know, about his cannibalism and all of his, like, sexual fetishes Hang and on. whatnot. All right. Now, I haven't really looked at the internet for a little while. I've, I've had quite a lot. You've just said, you've, you've said his cannibalism... In passing. Well, did you know about this? No. Yes. Oh, I'm going to Google. This is a really massive scandal. It's been, it's like the biggest scandal over the last past two weeks in, like, Hollywood. I can't believe you don't know about this. Well, I have to fill you in. Oh, if I'd have known, I'd have prepared a bit. But this is what I can remember off the top of my head. But, or just... He divorced from his wife last year and ever since then has been dating various sort of very young actresses and now they're all coming out about his like cannibal fantasies and like his abusive behavior um and it's very shocking and he was due to be the lead in a film with j-lo lost it 
discuss that bit of work. And then the other thing I was just going to briefly discuss was um, the stock market. Oh, the, uh, the, Reddit, the Reddit stuff. Yes, yeah, so as you know, obviously GameStop was the shares that all the Redditors massively bought because they were being, the hedge funds was, you know, were short selling them, whatever. I mean, I've yeah. watched the big short, I still don't understand it. But what I wanted to say about it that I thought was relevant to the pod and our recent discussion about Warner Brothers take, having to take everything to streaming because of the failure of cinemas and stuff is that that one of the other shares that all the Redditors are buying are AMC, which is one of the big cinema chains in America. Oh, okay. And that's actually sort of saved the company, which should like obviously done so badly because of the pandemic so all these hedge funds were betting against them but all the redditors have like come to save them and they've been able to like borrow against their shares going up and so i'm like hooray cinema can live again i um i've found like obviously there is a uh an, a sort of inarguable um sort of toxic quality to reddit and message boards and stuff and actually you know just even when I was reading the stories and you saw the word game and reddit in the same sort of sentence saying like oh redditors have done this thing for girls like oh god is it going to be another awful like sexist misogynistic story about like the toxic underbelly of the internet but um yeah that that side of it has genuinely been quite I think quite uplifting and nice like yeah no it's amazing yeah like the stock market relies on a sort of asymmetric relation like information an asymmetry of information like some people know more than other people and that's why they think something's worth more than something else and it's really nice the idea of like um of the internet being used to like subvert that and kind of like yeah it's the last day of January Jamie this is already what's happened in 2021 Oh, it's been a, there's been a lot of uh, a, a lot of existence so far, hasn't there? I know. I um, did see a tweet the other day, which was that I just want to live in precedented times, and that's yeah, how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I just want a normal day. I just want a normal week. I, I watched quite a sad film uh, that I really enjoyed uh, called The Dig. If like, it was quite a nice, cathartic, mild crying film. It was about like England in the olden days, so you're not going to want to watch it. It's more that at the moment, once I start crying, I can't stop. It's yeah. just, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, I don't feel that I can emotionally put myself through it. I mean, yeah. I, I, started, I, I started watching Bling Empire, I can't stop crying at that. I don't know what that is. It's um it's on Netflix. It's 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 about rich. It's like crazy rich Asians, but the real life version in LA. And there's a, a woman in it with a mum who's Vietnamese, so she just reminds me of my mum. And she's trying to find her dad, so I just cry all the time. And it's really not something. It's really not a series you cry at. It's like a Larry reality TV like docu series. But I'm right. just like, ah, I'm just crying all the time. Yeah. So I thought I was watching that for fun, but ended up bawling my eyes out. So I definitely wouldn't choose to watch The Dig. Like my my great auntie Claire was like a massive um, northeastern slag. So Geordie Shaw was always very emotional for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really understand. I really understand your pain. 
and welcome to Avengers Partially Assembled. Partially Assembled. And the reason that we're doing uh, Avengers Partially Assembled this week instead of Cruise Control is um, WandaVision, which is the latest TV series to come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, or MCU, has just come out. Um, and so we thought it would be a great time to have a discussion about what we can remember about the MCU. And I have been watching um, WandaVision. Um, nothing, because of uh, the pandemic, none of the films that were slated to come out last year did come out. So WandaVision is the first thing that we've seen from the MCU for over a year since Avengers Endgame. Um, so, Jamie, you haven't watched WandaVision, didn't fancy it. I've not watched it. Uh, it, it looked weird. Uh, but I've not, I've not watched Mandalorian either. I think I've got a bit of a, well, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a mental block about like extension television, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not. I'm absolutely not saying. The, but I mean, the, don't you yeah. like event TV? Don't you want to feel alive during <sighs> lockdown? But, I'm just like, don't you want to participate in some communal happiness? But you know that I get that from the Crown, Johanna. So <laughs> I don't. Which is the most event TV, the nation comes together and we all sing. There'll be blue birds over the white cliffs of Dover. Yeah. Well, basically, you should, you should watch The Mandalorian, but WandaVision, you could easily catch up on. They basically, the first, so the first week, which was two weeks ago, they released the first two episodes. Then they did the third episode last... And now, now it's just gone to, like, one episode a week. And everyone was like, oh, it's really weird. No one knows what's going on. And so this episode on Friday was the first one where they actually started explaining stuff. And it's really amazing. Like, it's actually really good. Um, there's just quite a lot of MCU fans who are just being a bit twatty and being like, oh, it's a bit weird. I don't understand what's going on. But everybody's now on board after episode four. But I'll give you a brief rundown. Can I just say, I don't want to spoil it. I know we're, we're going to go through our favourite and least favourite characters. Vision appears on... He appears on my list of worst characters. I went into it being like, I didn't even know they were a couple. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, that to me, they're the most forgettable characters. They she was, a, she was a Russian who then lost her accent and could do a bit of magic. He was Jarvis and was... Well, both of them emerged in Ultron, which I think is the worst Avengers film. Mm. So I went, into, I went into it with very, very low expectations. But um, it's actually really, really fun. So the first three episodes is in the... takes the format of a sitcom. The first episode is a, a 50s sitcom, the second episode is a 60s sitcom, and the third episode okay. is like a 70s sitcom. So that's really cool. And basically, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are just amazing actors. <laughs> and it's genuinely just really funny. Like, it was just really funny and really fun to watch, and everyone's <laughs> just having a really good time. Um, and then in episode four, where they've started explaining a lot more of what's going on, Kat Dennings has turned up. She plays her role from Thor. The FBI agent from like Ant-Man and the Wasp turns up. Like It's actually really, really cool and fun. I think you'd enjoy it. All right. WandaVision, we've got it. It's running for the next seven weeks to, right. take, us, to take us straight into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Oh, for the love of God. Like, <laughs> the worst, too. I yeah. mean, the worst characters. And, like, Falcon, it's literally called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's that's like, you know, like sometimes if you're at a restaurant with some friends and then someone orders something off the menu and then don't, you know, uh, yeah, oh, that's weird. The smoked mussels and ham wasn't nice, you weirdos. Yeah, like, <laughs> of course, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be rubbish. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my brief rundown of Wonder Woman. Okay. I would, I would really recommend for anyone who's thinking of getting Disney Plus, you know, get it for a month and you can watch all of the Mandalorian and WandaVision. You know, WandaVision is really fun. Like, they're trying to do something different. It actually makes me a bit excited for Phase 4 of the MCU, having not really paid attention to sort of Marvel that much. Um, I, I, I think I got really disappointed after Ultron and Joss Whedon leaving and just didn't really sort of pay attention to it. But now I feel... Is quite experimental in like a really fun direction, because um, yeah, in one division they basically are looking at like what happens after the snap for the people who come back after being away after five years, like what what happens when they like arrive back. I think we should. I do you know what? I think we should just move into our categories. What should we start with? Should we start with the worst characters in the MCU? My number one, I haven't really numbered, actually I haven't numbered them because I actually quite a lot of these ones I hate, but mm. probably if I had to, Pepper Potts. Absolutely number one because she combines two things that I hate, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and alliteration. And just an annoying female character. Mm. So I've got her down, but I've got her down as number six because I'm like, she barely counts as a character. So I feel bad saying she's a bad character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, and this is what annoys me about I. OK, well, we're talking about how weird it probably is to be an actor in the MCU. Like, I just feel like Gwyneth Paltrow and Natalie Portman just shouldn't have been in it. I feel like they didn't commit to it properly. They didn't want to be in the films. Like, Natalie Portman was in the first Thor, and then she never appears again, because obviously she thinks she's too good for it. So she should, just shouldn't have been in it. And then, yeah, in, um, in what's it, Ultron, yeah, at one point, um, when I was watching last night, Tony Stark just goes, oh, yeah, Pepper's away. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's like a three-hour film with just loads of characters in it. Like, but, just, but they Pepper, just shouldn't have been in it. It annoys me. Pepper's away steaming her vagina. <laughs> so she's, you know, she's busy. She's busy. I agree. Okay, Pepper Pot's definitely terrible. Uh, you know what my worst character's going to be. Well, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Obviously Hawkeye. I mean, he is just the worst. And, you know, his TV series is coming out. Well, no, but also, I just want to say, I just want to preempt. So There will be some people's response to this entire thing, which is, oh... You haven't read all of the comics, so you can't talk about the characters that you like in Della. Hawkeye's actually an amazing character, and like in in like issue six of the run by blah 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 blah. Fuck you. We're talking about the films, and we're talking about Hawkeye in the films. This is a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe of films, and Hawkeye in the films is dog shit. He's a dog shit character from start to end. I hate him. I just I hate him so much. He's so a he's so boring. B I like I just 
that fight with him, with Black Widow at the end, oh. where she sacrifices oh. herself. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, And just, I'm just yeah. like, no, it should have been Hawkeye. And then why does he go and be like a vigilante? Like his family's died, so what he goes and be a vigilante? Like it's just a really, really crap storyline. Yeah, actually, what his his he what is has he got magic arrows? I don't even know what his power is. He hasn't got power. He's just a normal person. No, his power his power is he's good at aiming because he's got Hawkeye. Also, Hawkeye isn't that in the tennis. That's the machine they use in tennis to decide if a ball's gone out or not. It's is called it? Hawkeye. Yeah. So it's like it's a very unsexy concept to begin with. And then like with, like they try and build in this tension into like him and Natasha Romanov like will they won't they. I'm like obviously But they don't cuz he's got a whole family and she loves um she loves the Hulk. His family only comes in like the first time that they've got to know there's a bit of a sort of like oh are they you know how oh, oh no. are they friends or not. Um yeah, he's a terrible character and he also it's awful. And I think it's annoying when his family gets introduced in Ultron cuz he they just he just suddenly appears and he goes here's my family and they all go oh we never knew about him and and he was like oh Nick Fury hid them away from for me. And then it's the what it's the girl from Freaks and Geeks who actually I really like and she's like well we've got two kids we've got another one on the way you best be careful. And I would just be like this isn't realistic. You wouldn't be doing this with someone who was this was his job. Well, but I mean, what is his job? To, like, shoot arrows accurately. <laughs> He's rubbish. He's a rubbish character. That's all oh, you I need to him. say about him. I hate right. him. My, can, okay. you guess, can you guess my next worst character? Uh, the Winter Soldier. Bucky. F- Bucky can just yeah. do one. Bucky. That's, Again. that's what I've got as well. I hate Bucky so much. I hate him so much. Oh, in the comics, in the co- oh, in the comics though, Johanna, in the comics, he's amazing. Bucky's an amazing character. When he becomes the Winter Soldier, it's amazing. No, in the films, it's rubbish. Yeah, the, I'm I'm confused about when he became the Winter Soldier. I mean, I'm never going to watch the Captain America films again. But my understanding mm. is, it's sort of a big twist that he's alive, isn't he? Because Captain yeah. America thought he was dead. Then yeah. he's alive. And but then it turned out he killed Tony Stark's parents, and then that's why Captain America and Tony Stark have fallen out by the time of Endgame. Because because yes. he because Captain America didn't let Tony Stark kill Bucky. That's why they fall out in Civil War, isn't it? Oh, is it Civil War? Yeah, well, Civil whatever. War, yeah. So then they sort of make up in Endgame about it. But I was just like, he's awful. I hate his hair. I just hate his whole demeanor. He's very greasy, isn't he? Um, it, he's a terrible character. I, I I hate the performance. I hate him. I hate yeah. It's, I can't it, believe he's got his own TV series. Well, I I can't wait to see how him and Falcon uh, finally resolve their relationship issues. I genuinely don't that, know where Falcon's come from. I'm just like, who's who's Falcon? <laughs> yeah. So we've basically got the same. I we mm. have we both had Pepper Potts, Hawkeye. Yeah. Bucky, Stroke the Winter Soldier, War Machine. I didn't yeah. put Falcon there. I've also, and my fifth is Tony Stark's daughter. Oh, oh, Christ! What in the in the final two films? I in don't remember. Game. Oh, I love you. I love you one thousand. I love you three thousand. I love you three thousand. I love you three thousand. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So she's in there. She, I had to put her in. I wish she'd been snapped. I wish she'd been snapped, I tell you. <laughs> Snap her well, no, straight she's away. Born, 
She's born after the snap. Oh, she's that's born after the, the snap. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> that's a real shame. Who, so who was your fifth then? Oh, Falcon. Uh, I had Vision. I had Vision in that. Because I, I didn't... I. I didn't count Pepper Potts as a, an actual character, so it felt like a waste of a slot. Should we do? Um, should we do uh, some best characters so we're not just negative? Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's right. do the um, the best characters. Uh, I've got Loki. Ooh, I like him. Controversial. I know what you I've mean. I've got. I've got. I, th- I just think he's a good character. I like Loki and Thor. I feel like I've put them together. I, I've got I've got Thor, yeah, I, but I've got brackets funny Thor because I feel like in the first Thor film, yeah, like I feel like the first Thor film they're kind of it's just but a what? bit it's a bit melodramatic. It's like, I think like when he undercuts being Thor, I find that amazing. I find that really brilliant. Yeah, no, he's brilliant. Like Fat Thor, um, fat, fat Thor, fat Thor's one of the amazing. best things ever. Yeah, I've got the New Zealand rock man. Korg. I've got Korg, yeah. <laughs> but I've got him brackets. Um, I wasn't sure if I'm allowed to have him because he's not a particularly important character, but I he is brilliant. fine. Then I've got um, Ant-Man, Star-Lord, Spider-Man and Zen- Zendaya. He's also in Spider-Man. Okay. All right. So that... I, well, that's, that's quite a few. I mean, because I like... I actually quite like the new Spider-Man. I think he's quite funny. I agree. I think he's really good. I can't believe you haven't got Groot. I thought it was too predictable. I mean, well, as in... It's too predictable for me to love Groot. I mean, I love Groot so much. Also, it's your child. I mean, I just love him so much. (laughs) All right, well, I've put Groot because I mean, I love Groot so much that I tried to order some Lego over Christmas (laughs) and instead of... Send and instead of the game store sending me the Lego that I ordered, they sent me a Groot that recharges your phone. What I want that. Well, no, I don't really want it. And I was like, I don't want this. I want the Star Wars Lego I ordered. Um, a Groot that recharges your phone. Yeah, he holds your phone and recharges it. Yeah. Does it do but, iPhones? And I was just, and I was like, the universe knows I love Groot, and I've I've basically manifested. The, the, universe, the universe knows <laughs> I love Groot. Um, so I love, obviously I love Groot. Uh, Drax as well, actually, is one of my favourite characters. I think the joke... I like Drax. Yeah. I think the joke of having a character say their thinking is a very strong joke. Yeah, like, it's good. It's a good joke. Can I also... I mean, I, I don't know how... I feel like I might be judged for this by people, but the Hulk? I sort of feel like the Hulk is... like. Pound for pound, one of my favourite oh. characters in terms of, like, stuff happening. He, he, the funny bits with the Hulk are very funny. Yeah, but he's, yeah. I just it's, think it's a crap concept. <laughs> well. Uh, I just don't, like, I mean, I like, obviously I like, who's the actor? Uh, Paul Ruffalo, yeah. yeah. Lovely, lovely man. Yeah, well, I guess that's what I mean as well. And also his relationship with, uh... Black Widow is yeah, genuinely it's like lovely. one of the hearts of the film. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's really, really amazing. But I just don't like the fact that him getting angry and getting big and smashing things up is the focus of a lot of um, like plot. <laughs> I think it's very lazy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, yes. So, yeah. But that's just the Hulk. Um, okay, what were your top overall films? 
Okay, so, well, I haven't really done any TV, because it was you said it was film and, and or TV, and I haven't really watched any of the Marvel TV, so it's all films. So my top Marvel films are uh, top, the first Avengers film, The Avengers. Yeah. I think that's genuinely one of the best commercial bits of cinema ever made. I think it's almost untouchable. Um, and then these next ones aren't really in any order, because it sort of changes, but I definitely think... Uh, Endgame is up there in the top yeah, five. Yeah, I've got I've got Endgame in there too. Uh, I've got um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Endgame, oh yeah, me too. Thor, the first Thor. Oh, or maybe uh, that Ragnarok. Well, one of the Thors. Uh, yeah, I I went with Ragnarok over the first Thor definitely. And I uh, Captain Marvel because I like it being set in the nineties. <gasps> no, that's in my worst films. What? I, thought, I thought that's one of the worst films. Well, because you hate female leads. Oh and my you hate god! The 90s. I nearly did a whole thing. No, I love the nineties. I just hate women. No, I, I, I nearly did a thing. Where I was like, I feel so bad about saying I don't like Captain Marvel because I love the idea of Captain Marvel. I just think as a character, she's dead air in a, in her own film. Obviously, in Endgame, when she rocks up, I'm so happy. Like I think she's better in her own film. In Endgame, she turns up. And she's the, and then she's like, oh, I've got to go save some other planets. So then she goes off, and so then she arrives fifteen minutes late to like the battle. I mean, there's a lot of like basically the other thing about Endgame, and this is what's making me feel slightly worried about Phase Four is that you know it's all like the centerpiece of it is Doctor Strange and the multiverses or something like that. I don't get Doctor Strange. Is he just gonna do those spinny orange? Doctor Strange is in my worst Marvel films list. I mean, I feel sorry for Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Yeah. What you really realise is that in the course of these films, there are very few big-name actors who haven't been in it, really. Yeah, Like yeah, There are a lot of characters. They've hoovered up a lot of actors, basically. But the problem is, I'd be wary if I was an an A-list actor... I'd be wary of mm. taking on a baddie role because baddies never come back. You'd be like, I'm, I want to hold out to be a goodie in the next film and then I might get my own TV series. That is very true. But it's also, like, I can imagine it being quite a lot of fun to play a Marvel baddie. Like, as in, yeah, I true. feel like Hella, who's uh, the actress who plays Hella... Um, Famous as straight. Kate Blanchett. I feel like Kate Blanchett has the right attitude. She just goes in there and she's like, I'm going to have an amazing good time being a baddie. And it's kind of like thrilling. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. Uh, so I am. Um, so in preparation for this yesterday, on, um, on Disney Plus, they've got a video of. Um, when they announced at Comic-Con all the TV series. Right. So I watched it, because I'm obsessed with Comic-Con. Comic-Con is the weekend of my birthday, (laughs) and I'm like, one year I will fly to San Francisco to be at Comic-Con. You know, it hasn't happened yet, but I've always had it in my mind that I want to go. But... It is just the funny. It's just so funny. It's just like it has. So it has Kevin. What's his name? Kevin Feige. Yeah, Feige's. Like I don't the showrunner. Yeah. yeah, the showrunner for the Feige's, whole of Marvel. And he's got like a baseball cap on, and he's like, "This is what we're doing. This is what we're bringing to Disney Plus." 
and he's like here's wandering vision and out like they come and then he's like and here's falcon and like the winter soldier and then and then he's like and hawkeye and then out comes jeremy renner like high-fiving the audience <laughs> like it's really funny i would recommend watching it. it's only 12 minutes long <laughs> But hang on, how do, the, then, how do the audience react when they say, and here's Hawkeye, do they go, Woo. Well, yeah, they're all, I mean, they're screaming. I was literally like, I wish I was there. I was like, <laughs> I was like this must be incredible. Like, it must have been an incredible moment. It's and my then, birthday! Then, it's my birthday! Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's like, and here's Tom Hiddleston, who'll be low-key. And then Tom Hiddleston comes out and is like, we're going to do amazing things you've never seen before, and... There's a lot of time travel. And then at the end, he goes... Um, at the end, he saw, and at the end, Kevin Feige goes, and then we're going to have She-Hulk. Sounds right. rubbish. Don't you think She-Hulk sounds rubbish? Uh, why do you hate women so much, Jan? I don't hate I mean women so much, but I hate the Hulk. I don't think I'm going to like She-Hulk. Can I just check? Is this because, like, you do have, and I think anyone who knows you, would would this is a fair characterization you do have a bit of a temper like you 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 have it within you to hulk out like i have i've seen uh, you hulk out i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't say that i'm a hulk i'd say i'm like a passionate salma hayek type do you know what i mean no but i'd say but, i'm no. more like i've more got a latin temperament than a green monster no, of course. I mean, I'm not that's, I'm not that's how I'd phrase it. I'm not saying you become giant and green. I'm just saying if all of the like character metaphors that might apply to you, I weirdly feel like the Hulk is the one that, that might most apply to you. You've got a temper and you're not afraid to use it. Look what but do you, the you... Hulk is a, but that's the problem, isn't it? The Hulk is afraid to use. Like the Hulk is like he's scared of it, isn't he? Well, hang I on. embrace so, it. I so embrace you, it. So you, I'm like you don't hate the Hulk. You hate um, the what's the what's he called when he's not the Hulk? The character, the man. The, Bruce when he's Banner. A, Bruce Banner. You hate Bruce Banner. You I love don't the hate Hulk. Bruce Banner. I love Bruce Banner. I love a geeky scientist. <laughs> no, no. I like but Bruce Banner. You you hate his inability to just embrace his anger. What do you say? You always like I'm quick to anger, but I'm quick to forgive. Well, that's the thing, but the Hulk isn't because he stays angry for ages and he has to be talked down by being like, there's a sunset or whatever Black Widow says. Oh. Hey there, big. Hey there. Hey there, big guy. Hey there, big fella. Hey there, big fella. Exactly. Whereas I'm like, get angry and then this out and you snap out of it. So I'm completely the opposite of the Hulk. I'm, I'm angry, then it's all over and I'm happy. But is there not going to be a Black Widow series? Yeah, the Black all, Widow yeah. film. No, the Black Widow film I think was meant to come out and it was postponed because okay. um, coronavirus. But it's literally, I don't know. I mean, she's obviously meant to be dead, getting the Soul Stone in Endgame. So we'll have to see how they bring her back. But, but I like of all of the characters, like her her origin slash you know background story of being like a, an assassin like a Russian secret service assassin, that to me most is a film. I don't want to watch The Falcon and Winter Soldier. That, that's utterly uninteresting. No. And so in this Comic-Con like panel, they were like, well, what's really good is that parts of it are obviously the Marvel action scenes with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then the rest, 
the rest of the time we just get to see them hanging out and being buddies and I was like that's not what I want to see that's the worst they're two terrible characters that's what I don't want to see them. and I then mean... there's just a shot of them like driving around in the car together and I was like this is the worst thing I don't want to see this at all where, where is Falcon from I this is I just don't know where he's come from and I can't be bothered to look back through how, there's there's been twenty three films in phase one two and three it's just too much too many I'm just gonna Google when did when did Falcon appear Captain America Winter Soldier I'd have put money on it the worst one is it the worst it actually film. is oh, yeah of course waste, it is waste of my time what okay I, I'm just gonna pitch something now what if we did like the backstory of Korg as a podcast. Just like, you know, like as a drama as a dramatized podcast, like Korg's I mean, I can't do accents. It would be you just doing his accent. I, try, I mean I, I wish he was my friend. I would like I would li- I'd honestly do anything just to have a little Korg in my life. Hello. I tried to start a revolution <laughs> but I didn't print enough leaflets. So I had my stepdad, so that all went wrong. Um, I'm a pile of stones, but I'm actually a sentient being. So, um, yeah, I think Korg doing his whole backstory, uh, they didn't think, to be honest, they didn't think a whole TV series was a, a good use of resources for me, but they've done a podcast, so that's nice. Um, oh, Jamie, that's the best impression you've ever done. I'm, I'm Korg. Hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Hello, welcome to That Pile of Rocks, the Cork Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I think. I think it's kind of that genuinely that, that run of Marvel films, um, I don't think all of the films are amazing or, or all of the characters, no. but I think overall, as a bit of like event storytelling, it's an incredible thing to have lived through. Because I can remember watching the first Iron Man film and uh, and there, there being this idea that, that it, it was all going to... that there was more stuff coming. And I can remember being a bit like, oh, whatever. You know, it did come together in Endgame. You know, I do think that was a satisfying end to a trilogy. Totally. But, but like, not only a trilogy, but, like, it was an astonishing bit of... Um, watching Endgame, like... I mean, Infinity War is not, like, a good film in and of itself, but I still think, like, that last... Like, the snap is genuinely an amazing bit of commercial storytelling, like... But anyway, Jamie, talking to you about this, I feel like you should watch WandaVision. <laughs> I, I will. I'm not anti I it at should. all. But it's because it comes out every week, then, you know, that's something to watch. That's what you watch on a Friday. It's pretty I, did, good. I, I took against the trailer, and I don't really know why. I just took against I the mean, trailer. Like... But I think Elizabeth Olsen's a really good actress, and she's very, very watchable. She's so charismatic, and... Um, Oh, it's just, I love, it's just that I have a real nostalgia for those American sitcoms, though. So you might not have the same emotional connection, but, like, I, I watched a lot of TV series like that, so I just really enjoyed it. I think I have an irrational dislike of Paul Bettany, and I don't really know why. Um, why don't you like Paul Bettany? I think he's all right. 
I think I resent... What else the, has he been in? Well, I think I just resent the fact he's married to Jennifer Connelly. I think at a certain point... I think they've got a very happy marriage. They've been together years, haven't well, they? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm really happy for them, but I think at a certain point in my life I was, like, annoyed, basically. He was in Sharp. You probably loved Sharp. I did love Sharp, yeah. You've we... sort of got a, you've got a sort of mum's TV taste when it comes to that sort of film, haven't you? Excuse me? <laughs> You just drop that in what? casually, as if that's a thing that's no, universally accepted. So, you, last time in Tenet, you talked about Soldier Soldier. I feel like if you like Soldier Soldier, you like Sharp. That's not I, what, a mum's taste. As I mean, I was alive when my mum was alive. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's crossover between my lifespan and my mum's lifespan. That is true. But I, okay, the problem here is that I will admit that I was alive in the mid to late 90s, but was watching television, whereas you were just out. You're <laughs> like, you're like, well, obviously I didn't watch Soldier Soldier. I was out. I so. didn't watch Soldier Soldier. It just didn't appeal. Yeah. You were like, look, is it a soldier? If it's two soldiers, I'm bored. Also, <laughs> I mean, it's just in those days... It's not like, you know, we didn't have the internet, did we? So we didn't really know about... We got the Radio Times every week. I look, I looked at the TV shows in the Radio Times. I didn't like the look of Soldier Soldier, so I didn't watch it. Obviously, the only way you could know about the TV was to read a magazine called Radio Times. That, that, that just made sense. That's just how, that's how the world worked. Um, there, there we go. Uh, the that's podcast should finish with uh, old old Joe Biden looking Captain America sitting on a bench. That's how <laughs> we did it, Johanna. We brought together twenty three films, <laughs> multiple TV shows into one piece of powerful podcast storytelling. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, well, it was quite a ride that episode because we we went from Bridgerton through. Army Hammer and GameStop into Avengers. Yeah. And I, I was there every step of the way at Hawkeye, <laughs> Hawkeye to your Black Widow. <laughs> I, um, I haven't told you this, but I'd like to reveal it to our listeners that I listened to Elon Musk the other day on Clubhouse and he spoke about watching Tenet. What do you think he said? Um, I think he probably... Uh, took an element of the thing of it that is, is is grounded in real like time travel theory and expounded upon some theoretical ramification of like time travel no well he just said oh, i didn't understand it but i enjoyed it <laughs> right okay <laughs> yeah yeah okay. that's literally what he said that's literally what he said i was like well thanks thanks for listening N- next week we are definitely doing cruise control yeah our number one, our number one voted. He's done podcast a lot of films, title. though. He's done so many films. Yeah, well, I mean, that's he's why done... he's brilliant. Uh, well, I think this is going to be a good one, but I feel like we might come back to a central conflict. But look, let's save it for that pod. And for now, um, let's just. But yeah, you know, suggest any others. I think what will we do after cruise control? Probably die straits. Uh, yeah, that that would also. I, I'm well up for that. He's done fewer films, and also, uh, 
I think he's been in one good film. The rest of them are nonsense. So I'm really looking for. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, oh, hang on. I know what I should have said. Do you know what, Johanna? I think that mm. uh, that podcast was a marvel. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>